What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck has been up? I'm sorry I didn't check in with y'all last week. I had to take it off. I was not feeling well. I was feeling under the weather. I had so much shit to do. I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't tap in with y'all last week. And there was just so much shit that I wanted to do. I had I tried to come in and tap with y'all, but I was having, again, technical difficulties. But I got those shits fixed. But a part of me likes the idea of a bi-weekly show. Or a bi-monthly show. Not bi-weekly show. I cannot keep... I cannot do this. Y'all know how exhausted I get on those hot topics child and i can't since this i'm pleased to announce this is our segment moving forward three hot topics a show hot topics full of i mean a show full of hot topics is the new segment i feel like we we have a lot to talk about going on right now i don't see it changing um i don't see the horse (laughs) stopping anytime soon this is so much fucking mess going on and I have a lot of shit to get off my chest and what I love about hot topics topics is that it gives me a chance to do what I do best and politicize things. <laughs> um I I think we can talk we it's not always about the celebrities cuz not all the hot topics are celebrity uh driven like our middle hot topic that we're going to get into. Y'all already know, I already promised y'all on Instagram what we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about it. Okay. So like, let me get there. But there's just a lot of shit to get off my chest before we get there. But I want to let y'all know that it's not always celebrity based. They're just people in the way of a bigger issue. And the secret about this show is that I do use celebrities as a way of gossiping. I think gossip is a, like the candy, the, the sugar on the spoon and the, politics and the the conversation about what it all really means and what it all stands for is the medicine and i think every week we all leave off of here feeling different whether i even literally talking out loud about certain topics and things i could literally have a change of thought and point of view just saying it out loud and speaking to you guys about what's going on. So I like the segment. But before we get into all of that, I, I'm, I'm already ranting. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I don't do it for my health. Give me five stars. I am a five-star bitch. You know, that's certified. That's true. That's set in stone. Bada-boom, bada-boom. You know, bada-bing, bada-boom. So um, let's just hop on into the hot topic. The first one. Lord, um, <laughs> I swear, I just, I just sometimes really just click the first link and I'm like, what the fuck? I, it's no secret that I don't really, I try to offer my first true candid opinion about these things. So I don't, I don't go through and read these articles. Um, so you will get my first initial, um, Ticket to you get the first initial ticket on my train of thought kind of thing. So uh, this is from lovebiscott.com. Shout out to lovebiscott.com. Um, Andy Dick arrested for allegedly hitting boyfriend with liquor bottle. 
Lord. Okay, Andy Dick was arrested for domestic battery after he allegedly smacked a bottle of liquor over the head of his boyfriend. Authorities went to the 55-year-old Dick's L.A. area home on Monday where he and his partner allegedly got into an argument that escalated into a physical altercation, TMZ reported. Cops apparently found enough evidence to arrest the troubled comedian for domestic battery, so he posted a $50,000 bond, damn, just three hours later, according to the website, which is really just $5,000, okay, whatever. But, um, and apparently, if he went to a bail, bail bondsman or whatever, but apparently, um, this isn't the first time going berserk, him going berserk. Sources told TMZ that this is the second time in two months cops were called to Dick's home over domestic issues. Uh, in October, October, he was reportedly busted when he allegedly hit his boyfriend in the face with a frying pan. Girl, what? Dick has quite a rap sheet, as Page Six reported in July. He has arrested. He was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon after allegedly attacking his lover with a metal chair. His fiance at this time then called off their engagement with Alyssa Jordana, saying she did love Andy at one point, but that things turned bad for the pair after he consistently turned to his ex-lover Lucas Crawford. Okay, so he's bi. Right? Unless um Alyssa is trans, you know, which is cool. You know, y'all already know the vibes. You know, let's not assume. So, and in 2019, Dick was charged with groping a driver from a ride-hailing service, but the groping charges don't stop there. In 2018, he pleaded not guilty to misdemeanor battery and misdemeanor sexual battery after allegedly groping a woman's buttocks. Okay, so he is bi. Um, he was also axed from an indie movie from movie the, the year before after being accused of groping cast and crew members. He denied the claims, but admitted I might have kissed somebody on the cheek to say goodbye and then licked them. Uh, he also copped to propositioning people for sex. Uh, uh, in 2015, um, Dick crashed a share house, ran naked through Mantuck, and, and successfully tried to engage in a threesome by allegedly groping a woman's husband. Lord, Andy Dick is is crazy okay i don't like these word crazy i'm sorry um he's disturbed and what was seemingly an attempt to wrestle with his demons he launched a podcast called addicted to love this year where he was planning to talk with doctors therapists spiritual leaders and recovery specialists to help him shape up um results were mixed he told one of he told one of said experts in the very first episode i think i am fucking fine doctor uh, Dick's reps did not immediately respond to our request for comment. Andy Dick, um, we haven't heard that name in years. Right. So if you're, y'all are not of a particular age or if you are like me and have a lust for early 2000s, late 90s, um, um, everything, <laughs> uh, you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about. So just scroll ahead. But uh, Andy Dick was really, really kind of popular back in the late nineties, I would say, or early two thousands. Uh, and now Andy Dick is just going around here. I, I'm sure you've heard this before. Uh, being a dick, he looks pretty good. Um, I will say that Andy looks 
good. And click the link in the description. Get this picture of Andy. Get into Andy. Um, I'm not mad at Andy in the looks department. I'm trying to figure out where does Andy get off on putting his hands on his partner. Because he don't look that good to take an ass whooping for. I'm sure he's probably just picking, um, you know, people who they don't have a name of any of these partners, really. So I'm assuming they are people who are, I would say, lower on, I would say lower on the financial totem pole that's what i'll say and i think that i i just couldn't see me getting my ass whooped by andy dick i don't know about you i don't feel like andy dick could really run down on me at the house andy dick i like we said they're that's the name we haven't heard in years. So I know Andy ain't got beat my ass with a metal uh, chair money. So I, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, I do feel like Andy Dick is the white homosexual man uh we all hate andy clearly is a privileged white man regardless but he's also no no offense to bisexual people i do believe that there are real bisexuals out there i do feel like you know it's powerful i do believe that i honestly don't believe that there are straight people i think that that is just Folly. I don't really believe that people are 100% straight. I do believe that everybody has that one person that'll make them toot it up, you know, get it up, you know, fuck it up. You know, I, I do believe that we all have that one person and thus omitting a total, um, uh, you can't just check one box when it's sexual. I, I think you have one that you're prominent in. And so I do applaud Andy Dick, because I I do remember Andy Dick, wasn't he always trying to like claim that he was homosexual? I mean heterosexual back in the day. I do remember that. I I, I think I could be wrong. Like again, we have not heard from Andy Dick in years, but I definitely feel like, of course, he's fighting his demons. But even talking to those therapists, doing a whole show about how he needs help just to turn around and tell the first doctor on the first episode that he thinks he's fine. That's some privileged shit. <laughs> Why do you have these people on your show just to tell them that you're doing okay? You're not, you're clearly not. You are throwing metal chairs, chairs at your partners who probably, I mean, like I said, Andy Dick looks fine. Like he looks good, but Andy Dick is not giving me beat me daddy vibes. Like, I don't see me taking an ass open for Andy Dick, but I, I bet you, girl, let me, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. I bet you some of his people 
are, um, I would say they're underprivileged. And like how they do, they find particular uh, targets for their bullshit. I, like I said, I won't go too much. I don't want to assume anything about Andy because shit, we just started saying Andy Dick name again after 20 fucking years. But I, I will say Andy Dick is never an ass whooping. Never, never. It's never going to happen. I, I think I would bust the shit out of Andy Dick for loud talking me in the first place. But Lord, be with um, his partners, be with Andy. We, we wish you well, girl. I just, I want you to keep your hands to yourself because you're going to run down on the wrong bitch. And I don't feel like you have the money to really rock the way you do. And I think Andy needs more than just a reality check. Like, But anyway, <sighs> we're off that. Um, oh, shit. Okay, this is, okay, it's time to talk about it. Um, before we get into that, if you're just tuning in, make sure you follow, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I don't at all do it for my health, okay? So tap in with me on um, on Spotify, Apple, Mute, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to the show, Amazon. Here we go. Um, I always save the hottest hot topic for the middle of the show. And I want to talk to y'all. Kyle Rittenhouse's fatal shooting during Kenosha unrest unfolded in seconds, experts say. Um, This is from the Washington Post. Let's just get into it. It took a little bit more than a minute for Kyle Rittenhouse to fire all of his shots last year in Kenosha, Wisconsin, killing two people and wounding a third, an expert called by his defense team testified Thursday. John Black, a former longtime police official and use of force expert, said he conducted a detailed review of video footage of the shootings to pinpoint when they occurred. One minute and 20 seconds elapsed from the first shot to the last, with each shooting lasting only seconds, Black said, underscoring how little time it took for the gunfire that left two people dead and set off a nationwide firestorm. Rittenhouse is charged with homicide and attempted homicide for those August 2020 shootings, and his trial so far has been dominated by video footage of the gunfire with recordings playing and replayed in court. Black said videos can be beneficial to analysts studying what happened, but he noted that there are limits to what any footage can show. Video has great value, but it's not the experience or the perception of the people involved in the event. Um, he said it can't be. Rittenhouse then 17 traveled to Kenosha from his home in Antioch, all Illinois, about 20 miles away when the, the city was shaken later uh, last year by protests and rioting after a police officer shot Jacob Blake, a black man in the back. Prosecutors in Rittenhouse trial have depicted him as a dangerous vigilante. A Rittenhouse defense's attorneys argued that the teenager only fired in self-defense 
and he has pleaded not guilty. Rittenhouse's attorneys have said he has facing he was facing dangerous threats and had to act to save himself. And Black Second by Second Breakdown appeared aimed at showing just how quickly things were happening. Prosecutors, meanwhile, have argued that he put... <laughs> That the case is about more than just those seconds, saying issues began when Rittenhouse went to Kenosha picking up a rifle someone else had purchased for him. During his testimony, Black described himself as a former law enforcement official who spent more than two decades as an officer in Oregon. He had previously appeared in court during a, a pretrial hearing in Rittenhouse's case in early October. During the, that appearance, Black said he believed Rittenhouse's actions aligned with the state self-defense laws and were reasonably necessary given the circumstances. Uh, Black's testimony touched on um, the frantic nature of August 25th, 2020 confrontations that ended with Rittenhouse fatally shooting 36-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum and 26-year-old Anthony Hubbard. Um, Rittenhouse also shot and wounded Gage uh, Grossenkrautz, uh, forgive me um, if I butcher that name, then 26 Rosenbaum, who had been released earlier that day from a hospital after a suicide attempt and appeared agitated that night, eventually followed Rittenhouse. He threw a plastic bag from the hospital at Rittenhouse and moved towards him. Someone nearby fired a shot into the air. Rosenbaum reached from Rittenhouse's rifle and the teenager opened fire. In his testimony, Black said approximately, in all quotes, two, three, four seconds passed between the gunshot ringing out nearby, um, and Rittenhouse's fire in the first bullet. Black's appearance on the stand came on the final uh, day of the testimony in Rittenhouse's divisive trial, which began last week. The prosecutors rested earlier this week, and the defense rested Thursday afternoon. Judge Bruce Schroeder said both sides will deliver their closing arguments on Monday, and after that, Rittenhouse's face, fate will be placed in the hands of a dozen jurors collected from Kenosha T County. Uh, Rittenhouse's testimony for how much of the day when Wednesday offering his I'm um, sorry Rittenhouse testified for much of the day Wednesday offering his first extended public remarks on the shootings. The 18 year old emotionally broke down on the stand at one point later saying he was attacked and in a danger that night. I defended myself he said Rittenhouse said Rosenbaum and H Huber had pursued him and grabbed his gun while Grosenkrotz approached him while pointing a gun at this teenager. I didn't want to have to kill anybody that night, Rittenhouse said. <laughs> Lord, okay. <laughs> while his testimony was the trial's main focus Wednesday, the proceedings were also marked by several heated outbursts from Schroeder. Uh, the judge up repeatedly chastised Thomas C. Binger, one of the prosecutors, for what he said were improper actions violating previous rulings. At various points, Schroeder abomished, interrupted, and scolded Binger, telling him at one point, don't get brazen with me. And one moment that drew Schroeder's ire, Binger was questioning Rittenhouse and mentioned that the teen had not spoken in detail about the shooting before his testimony. Schroeder quickly had the jurors taken out of the room and told the prosecutors he was dangerously close to touching on Rittenhouse's right to remain silent which Binger denied he was doing. Another fraught moment centered on possible evidence prosecutors had sought to include, but that Schroeder signaled he was not going to allow. Binger said he believed the judge had left the door open to the evidence rather 
than banning it outright, telling Schroeder that was his good faith explanation to you. I don't believe you, Schroeder shot back. When you say that you were acting in good faith, I don't believe that. Rittenhouse's defense attorney also took aim at prosecutors saying they hoped to have mistrial with prejudice declared, preventing their client from being prosecuted again. Um, Schroeder did not immediately rule on the issue and continued discussing the trial's coming schedule and that was brought up. Uh, child, okay, so anyway, okay. I, so, okay, so boom. I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to keep it straight up and down with y'all. I think that we all know that after last year and a half that we've had with just the Black Lives Matter in, in, uh, movement and Black people's screams to be heard has, have, has woken a lot of people up. Majority, uh, not even majority. I would say I don't know. I, I don't know yet. I, I, a lot of people, a lot of white people have been, their eyes have been open to our plights and our issues in life, and that conversation has been more open a little bit more than I would say the year, year and a half before. But there has been an opposite effect in a lot of white men, especially white older men where they are shutting it all down. They are angry by uh, the fact that their good old boys and their all-American boys are being questioned about their intentions or their rights to bear arms or rights to do what they want to do. Rights to sometimes, honestly, whether we want to admit it or not, murder who they want to murder. And this is one of those situations. The way that judge behaved himself is not of one of a judge who is uh, current, um, one who has been trained to sympathize with what's going on. I don't know much about the area where they're being trialed, uh, but you can't make me believe that that man is oh. He might be aware, but he is one of those white men who have taken the opposite route. Whether they, I think white men as a whole, older white men have taken one of three routes. Whether they have come to terms with the fact that they are privileged and want to do whatever they can to um, maneuver correctly to be on the right side of history. And then you have those white men who really don't care, but they're going to do what they can to get out of the scenario or being accused of being racist or whatever, because they know what that means now for their careers or their lifestyles or their lives, you know, like they understand. And then you have those white men uh, who would 
rather take a bullet to the face than to talk to someone else that is not a white male with respect. If anything, more now, they have, they've been more snappy, more short, more angry than before. And actually more uh, brazen, uh, honestly, more unabashed about their disdain meant for uh, being questioned and questioning people who they know and who they are similar to and who they can relate to. Uh, There's not a fair, there's not a desire to seek justice. There's not a desire to try to understand. It's more like blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to hear that Black Lives Matter bullshit. He can, he can carry his gun. Yes, he can. He can. They shouldn't have said anything to him when he had a gun in his hand. Uh, or, you know, no, he's going to get a fair trial. Y'all are not going to try to convince me of anything else. Y'all are going to give him a fair trial. Um, I'm not totally sure why that judge felt the need to almost seemingly seem as though he's just going to be like, he's not for the bullshit. I don't want to believe that this man is being paid to behave this way uh, because I don't believe you could pay for that type of bullshit. I do believe that this man is truly what he appears to be. And he is one of those white men who are blisteringly angry that they are being questioned every single day about their motives, um, being held accountable. And, Don't like seeing other people, other white men being held accountable, especially young books, um, good old boys who he felt like was doing things that were more aligned with his viewpoint. I think that this judge's behavior deserves, I don't, is debarring the word? I know that's what you would do if you were an attorney. I don't know what, uh, basically for them to take his dress, bitch, like take that shit all the way off. Get your ass off that motherfucking stand. It was outlandish to me. Um, I want to go to social media and kind of touch on read the room a little bit. I posted the video of um, you know, that motherfucker crying a couple of days ago. And this is just kind of um some of the responses. Oh, wow. The Oscar winner from um, Alinda Dean2406 on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Ruby underscore always underscore tired. Comment and said, cry more pussy. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and this is, these are white people. Uh, I'm so uh, actor by underscore Alicia nineteen seventy six underscore, um, and some most of these people are just frowning and throwing up in the comments. Uh, make sure you guys follow, subscribe, uh, not not follow, follow us on Instagram dot com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram dot com slash Carmine Davis show, uh, Twitter dot com slash Carmine Davis. Um, to get into this conversation. I'm going to do the Twitter poll dedicated to Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm going to jump on in and do this week's Twitter poll where we discuss um, 
I feel like what's so sad about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, I don't believe that he's acting. I don't think he's acting. I think that he is seriously confused as to why he is on trial and being held accountable for what he did that day. Um, the tears, the crocodile tears were horrible. But I do believe that he really is confused and under, don't really grasp the concept of why and what he did. Um, especially January the 5th, 2021, he was wearing a free as fuck shirt um, at a bar. Kyle is those kind of those kind of white guys that made me afraid to go to school as a child. Uh, I feel like he is. I, That's some weak shit. <laughs> I can't, I cannot. Do y'all think that he is honest? Like, do you think those tears are for real? And that he, or do you feel like he's acting? Let's do it. Let's, let's do the Twitter poll. Let's talk it up. Twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Let's tap in. Um, and speaking of which, I'm done with that. Like, I'm over it. Let's move on. And let's go on to the next uh, hot topic. Before we do, let's talk about last week's Twitter poll. On a lighter note, because I'm kind of scared. Uh, shit like this kind of scares me. The fact that this is kind of standing. Um, last week we did a poll, or the week before last, last where we were like, "Who's the better gay rapper, uh, Saucy Santana, Nas X, or Pussy Badass?" Uh, the final results was Saucy Santana. Uh, winning by 38%. Uh, Lil Nas X came in in a close second. It wasn't like that before. Uh, uh, Boosie was taking, definitely taking a lead over all those girls. But uh, thank y'all for tapping in with me last week on um, last week's Twitter poll. Make sure you guys um, hit me up um, for this week's Twitter poll on twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Uh, oh, by the way, bitch, the moon is in Pisces. Let's find out what that means. I just found out that the moon is on Pisces. Uh, shout out to at where is the moon M00N on Twitter. Always keeping me up to date where the moon is. Okay, let's find out what it means when the moon is in Pisces. Just for shits and giggles real quick. What to expect for um, us. Um, basically, it's telling us to tune into the power of listening to your instincts. like. What is your gut feeling right now? This will seep into your all your areas of life, all your areas of life, from how you feel about your work to what exercise routine you want to try next. Like, follow your instincts. Um, just trust your gut. That's basically what we're we're seeing, and we're gonna feel on this Pisces moon. Um, let's move on to the uh, last and final hot topic. I'm I'm exhausted. 
you already know. Um, this is from lovelyscott.com. Uh, this one is from T-Pain, about T-Pain. T-Pain issues warning after his Rolls Royce gets repossessed. Uh, T-Pain is mu- using a major hit to his luxury car collection as both a public service announcement and a teachable moment in financial management for his Instagram followers. On Wednesday, November the 10th, the star, whose real name is Fahim Rashim, Rashid Najim, uh, posted the clip on Instagram. The, le- the less than one minute clip showed him talking to a man who told him, I got to take it. Uh, T-Pain seemed to be in despair as he watched the black vehicle be carefully taken into a big moving truck, putting his two hands above his head. He threw it in his hand in the air once it was moved into the truck and walked away after completing the paper. Um, In the caption, he warned his followers, if you have somebody watching your money, make sure you have somebody watching them too. The good news is I've been here before and I know how to bounce back. So fuck it, said Payne on Instagram. He went on sharing, y'all be careful out here, man. Watch your business like you watch your bitches. See y'all on the brighter side. Um, apparently feeling apparently feeling for him. Tim Brooks and Raddit wrote in the comment section, wow. Others sent him supportive messages like, don't trip, bro. We know how to hustle and get it right back. And um, you got this shit, broski. Damn, sure ain't nothing we ain't been through before. The bounce back is what matters. One remarks, while someone else said, bro, you're, you talented as fuck, you'll get it right back. Another echo of the sentiment, you'll get things right back on track. It'll be all right. Uh, Bow Wow, on the other hand, wasn't convinced uh, that T-Pain lost the car because he couldn't afford it. Nah, this gotta be fake, he argued. That's the kind of truck fuel they'll use to transport vehicles. This ain't no tow truck. Stop playing with Teddy Payne. Another agrees as saying, I know you up to something now. Um, I know you up to something, though. Someone else added, I hope this is a skit. T-Pain has, in the past, opened up about his financial problems. I definitely had to run out of money first, he told Gary um, V in 2017. I had to borrow money to get Burger King. It got that bad, and I still had artists and stuff. I was paying for photo shoots, and I was borrowing money to do all of that. At the time, the 37-year-old said he had overcome that setback and was back on his financial feed. However, just a year later, it was reported that he was about to lose his Florida home because he had stopped making mortgage payments since 2016. Damn. How do you... What? How do you go not making mortgage payments for like a year and plus and keep your shit? Though T-Pain claims at one point he was so, oh, wait, wait. That he was so broke that he had to borrow money to buy Burger King for his kids. The Grammy Award winning singer has managed to bounce back in recent years. Um, T-Pain, I'll say this, and I won't really get into T-Pain's shit too much. But T-Pain definitely gives me that he would do this kind of shit as a stunt. Uh, T-Pain gives me that to keep himself from financial ruin, he will act like he has financial problems to keep people talking about him. Because one thing that people talk about more than you having a souped up new luxury vehicle that nobody else has in the world, they'll talk about you losing that vehicle more than anything and keeping especially posting on social media gets those interactions up, um, gets those 
people clicking in and following. And it also gives him more of an empathetic look, um, giving people more sympathy on his next project. People want to support him and stream it because they feel like it's someone that we all love. We all love T-Pain. And we would want his next project to be a hit. So we'll support it. And also kind of being relatable at the same time. Uh, I don't like one thing before I let y'all go. Uh, I don't like Bow Wow's chiming in on it, though. I feel like Bow Wow, uh, you're... There's a reason why Tony Braxton didn't comment on it. Uh, I feel like... I feel like I don't understand why Bow Wow just didn't DM him. I don't like that Bow Wow chimed in on it. I felt like, I, I even though I agree with, I get what Bow Wow was talking about. Uh, I just don't think right now it's the time, Bow Wow. That's all I'll say. I don't think right now is the motherfucking time. And that is our show. I'm tired. I'm tired of y'all's bullshit, to be honest. Every, I'm not about to do this every week, okay? Like, this shit is crazy. First, Andy Dick. Andy Dick threw a, a, threw a metal chair at one of his partners. And I can't get a nigga to go to give me some subway down the street. And a bottle of Doucet. I can't tell a nigga that he's dead wrong. But you know, I've probably been doing it wrong. You know, niggas love that kind of shit. Niggas love a, oh my God, this bitch trying to kill me type of bitch. Those are the ones that they come cowering back to all the time and they stick with. The ones that'll bust you in your fucking throat while you're sleeping with a, a, a sock full of... Uh, rocks from the patio. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of bitches. Have a bitch that I I put bleach in all your colored clothes and shit like that. So you don't have nothing to wear when you run out on them. Niggas love that kind of shit. But anyway, girl, I'm gonna holla at you tomorrow. I'm gonna holla at you next week. And I I love y'all. I'll see you next week. Bye.